Hey stranger, welcome to I Think I'm Mentally Unstable, the podcast all about growing up and fucking up, making mistakes and owning them, even if it makes you feel a little bit mentally unstable. This podcast contains 100% oversharing content, so sit back, relax and grab a cuppa while we spill the tea. Merry Christmas Eve Eve! If you're listening to this on the right day, that will make sense. If it doesn't, just ignore this and skip about two minutes in. But I'm so excited because it's Christmas in literally a couple of days. I'm not even excited just for my benefit. It's just because I am so, so good at buying people gifts and I just cannot wait for them to open them because they have no idea what they've got. Everyone gives me like a list of things that they want, like a to-do list. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to get you something that you wouldn't even think of. So I just can't wait to see the look on their faces. Last week I had some technical difficulties. I recorded a podcast with my sister and as we all know I'm a raging perfectionist and as I was editing the audio I fudged up and I clicked a button that should not have been pressed and you know what it even came up with an alert and for some reason I just thought "Mm, I'm right you're wrong and I clicked said button and I erased basically all of the audio. I spent two hours the night before until like 1am editing and it was actually like pretty decent it was ready to upload pretty much I just wanted to like clean up some awkward pauses and just sounds and echoes and things like that and then I just basically killed it um what a shame so we will be re-recording that and thank you for everyone who sent in questions don't worry we're gonna get it done I've now got a couple of weeks off for Christmas so yes that is on the agenda This one is quite topical because Christmas, I feel like, is this really exciting time, but a lot of the narrative is around food. So this episode will help people who are feeling a bit overwhelmed and a bit triggered by this season and just general like festive periods because of, yeah, all the eating, all the alcohol, socialising, things like that because I feel like it's something that a lot of us go through even if you don't have an eating disorder or you weren't diagnosed with one I feel like this time of year although it's so exciting and so fun and so pretty there are just moments where you want to hibernate and shut yourself out from everyone because you're surrounded by a lot of stimulus which is absolutely fine but yeah this one will be on how to navigate those situations and you know ignore silly comments from people um things like that as always we're going to start with a win and a woe of the week so we'll start positive even though the woe is also a hilarious story and I cannot wait to share it with you guys because I've been I've, I've not really told any of you what's been going on the last 48 plus hours so yeah you're in for a treat buckle up so the win of this week is that i have signed a agreement with fit fck the online dating brand and they're moving into massive other areas of the fitness industry and i'm going to be their writer and help them with some content on LinkedIn and I'm so excited because yeah I'm super passionate about writing and helping brands grow and scale and obviously I love and I rave about FCK a lot I've been following them for a while so it's really fun to be part of a team even though I'm like a solo biz person it's kind of nice to be part of something um and yeah that's just made me very very happy 
But my my woe of the week. <laughs> Where does one begin? Okay, I guess I'll start with um, the fact that last Friday I had a bit of a weird, <laughs> a bit of a weird kind of health spat. Um, spoiler alert: I ended up in A and E for fifteen hours. Yep. One five. I literally sat there clock watching, um, waiting to find out what the hell was wrong with me. Um, but we'll wind way back to Friday. Um, I went out for a friend's birthday. Um, on this particular day, there were severe train strikes, so it took us like two hours to get into Greenwich from like the southeast Eltham area, and it was pretty cold. I kind of froze halfway there because. I was just like not dressed for the season, saws mum. And on the way, I think I did catch a bit of a chill, which I know sounds like so funny, but anyway, I had a really good time and we got food there and we got this like fried chicken. And it was dank, it was lovely. Like there's nothing at the time. I was absolutely scoffing my face with it. <laughs> and speaking of um comments that people make, this this one guy was like wow like stop eating and I was just thinking let me live um I probably should have just listened to him because I strongly believe that that chicken was the first mistake of many to come um I don't I lost count of how many chicken bite things I had they were kind of like these I say they were like chicken select type chicken <laughs> great description um, but yeah, fried goodness, bit of barbecue sauce, seasoning. They were a little bit spicy. Um, usually I can handle my spice, but I was feeling particularly white on this occasion. Bit bitter, bit weak. Um, one of the guys said that they had the shits afterwards. I felt fine. A little bit bloated, but shock. I was drinking alcohol. And then the following day, I just felt a bit ill. And I was like, oh my God, I think I've got food poisoning. Um... No one else seemed to have anything. So then I was like, maybe I've got, I picked up a sort of bug because I literally had these insane cramps. Like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't really like move. I was basically catatonic in bed for ages. I like, oh my gosh, it was the worst pain ever. And then on Monday, everything kind of went back to normal-ish. I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling fine. Um, Nothing's really wrong. Like, I just thought I'll go about my day. And because I'm so stubborn, I just really wanted to be better. And oh, honestly, guys, when you need a rest, just listen to your body because I pushed myself before I should have done. So I took myself out on a, a gentle stroll. I didn't really do any work that day, but to me, everything felt fine. And I started to eat normally. So I had this like bowl of pasta and then immediately afterwards, oh my gosh, I just felt this like, what I can only describe as like an alien growing in my body. That is literally the only way I can describe that pain. Um, And I was just lying awake at night, about 2am I woke up and I was like doubled over in pain and I was thinking this is just not very ideal and I don't really think this is normal. Um, So then my mum came in and was like, maybe you've got appendicitis. Now, I'm a bit of a health anxiety person and once you put that thought into my head you've planted a seed of doubt and I'm going to think I have appendicitis so I went to A&E I got there about three half three in the morning um oh my god and it was absolutely chock-a-block plus there was a strike on and there was one doctor and one nurse for the entire ward I feel like there are about 30 patients there so I knew that I was in for a long ride 
Anyway, I have no shame. I'm literally groaning. I'm like crying. People must have thought that I was absolutely batshit crazy, which in hindsight, I am. So not exactly a lie. But I was then told, I heard this announcement while I was in the loo. Obviously, I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but it was all coming out at every single end. That's all I'm going to say. And I heard this announcement while I was in the toilet that it was going to be a 15 hour wait and my heart sank into my bottom because I was thinking oh my god I don't think I can wait that long like someone give me some morphine because this pain is unreal usually I have quite a high pain tolerance I think especially as women if you have like general cramps from your period and your time of the month like yeah you you shave you exfoliate you do all this like quite hardcore stuff but yeah this was this was testing me this was like an eight or nine on the pain scale oh my gosh, I forgot this part. I couldn't take, like, ingest any painkillers. So they gave me this one that you have to, like, shove up your anus. Oh my god. It just, I feel like this just gets worse and worse the more I, like, relive this story. I'm actually having, like, trauma. I'm reliving this situation. Um, that didn't work. So after all of that, I was still sat there for, like, the next two hours doubled, on pe- doubled over in pain. It was so horrid. I finally got seen to at about 1pm in the afternoon so this is the following day so I've literally been there for 10 hours now and doctors you know ask me all these questions like making like you know trying to find out what the reason behind this pain is she does a test she's like mm, it doesn't look like appendicitis she's like asking me about all these other like conditions like IBS do I have a family history with it <sighs> you know these like normal standard procedure questions and then she said okay well we're gonna run some tests and we're going to see if you're pregnant and I was like hun (laughs) no 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 let's stop that I've had my period I'm fine unless this is like the immaculate conception reenactment I didn't sign up for that shit so let's just I'm not telling you how to do your job but you're wrong um and she kind of said look we're just gonna do it to keep on the safe side is there any chance that you could be and I'm thinking no there isn't um I mean I did break the three-year celibacy two months ago but guys I, I was sensible okay I I knew what I was doing and you know like I said I've had all the signs that I definitely wasn't pregnant anyway um about an hour or two later, she pulls me back, the same doctor pulls me back into a little room on the side and locks the door. And I'm thinking, gosh, this must be serious. Am I dying? And she says, okay, so we've run two pregnancy tests. One came back negative, but the other came back positive. And when I tell you that my soul left my body for a hot second, I sat there staring at her. My first instant reaction was to start laughing, which again, just makes me look crazy and she was like I know this isn't what you want to hear and I was like I just don't understand I was like can you I was like you tell me why you think this so she says that all the symptoms that I was experiencing look like it could be not just a pregnancy oh no it gets better an ectopic pregnancy which is where the egg is fertilized outside of the womb in your fallopian tubes so then I was sitting there thinking wow we've gone from this could be food poisoning to I might potentially die brilliant or need surgery which is also great but you know let's swiftly move this conversation on and find out what I'm going to be doing but again still doesn't stop there because she decides to say we're going to rerun all your blood tests I'm going to make sure that 
it's not that but we need to double check and then we'll bring in someone from the gynecology ward to have a chat with you and speak about your plans and I was like plans (laughs) hun there's no plan for a baby right now on my agenda there never is there never will be and I'm I was literally so confused I, I think I started crying out of pure shock by this point then about two seconds after I just said oh well it is what it is so that was pretty wild I'm still waiting there for two hours and my dad comes and sits with me for a bit and he's he's asking me you know what's going on I don't really want to tell him but I'm also just there like I have no one else to tell and I was just sort of sat there like well they think I might be pregnant (laughs) and he kind of looked at me like sorry and I was like surprise you're gonna be a granddad lol by this point I'm just making jokes that is the only way I could deal with what was happening because I felt like if I allowed myself to feel or process any of that information I probably just would have like run out of the hospital and like straight into a bus (laughs) I know that sounds really morbid but I just couldn't deal with any of that shit so I was just making jokes and you know laughing about it which is I think pretty healthy to be honest about an hour later I kind of like get a bit antsy because I'm thinking okay what is happening now I don't know what's going on no one's updating me so I go and find the doctors and I'm like look I know you're busy and I hate to be that person but I would just love to know what the outcome of these tests are and she's like hey we're still running them but we'll get back to you ASAP and I was like okay that's fine I'm just not trying to think about nappies and baby formula this is fine um so I go back and sit down and I just kind of start grumbling under my breath like fuck my life um so then yeah still sitting there still waiting around and I get called I get called by a different doctor this time so my notes have been passed over and he comes over to me and he says look We've rerun the test and I'm thinking, this is it. This is where my life is about to change. This is where I start writing the book. This is the punked situation. Um, And he says, look, we've run the test. You're fine. There's nothing wrong. Um, We think it's just IBS. So here's some Buscapan. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. That's fine because I'm not complaining because I would much rather have that than pregnancy um so yeah we're 100% baby free for those of you who kind of tuned out of that very very long waffly story all I can channel right now is the scene in Mean Girls where the coach is giving everyone a sex education lesson and is saying don't have sex because you will get pregnant and I and yeah I can semi relate to that right now feel like I'm just a walking ad for veganism and celibacy at this point in life but luckily I have my health. I don't really know conclusively what I do have going on in my body, but yeah, definitely not pregnant. Hallelujah. And I do want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to the NHS team and the doctors and nurses who did help me out on Tuesday. Um, just in general, to any healthcare workers out there, you're doing an amazing job, and I know that it's been so, so hard for you. And I just yeah have never felt more grateful for a bunch of humans ever so now that the story time is over which i hope you all enjoyed as much as i did um let's move into the main topic of this episode which is dealing with food and socials during the festive period so thing number one is when you do have an eating disorder 
it's quite hard to make decisions around food. There's a lot of choice. Um, there's a lot of comments like, oh, going to plump up for the winter and stupid comments like that. And firstly, I think it's really annoying to correlate what you're eating with weight, number one, because you can eat mince pies and Christmas dinner like as much as you want and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to gain weight the same way that if you eat salads and just fruit all day you're going to lose weight it doesn't there's no sort of scientific proof behind that I say that I'm not a scientist but you know what I mean it's not like one type of food is going to make you put on masses and masses that's just not how it works it's not how your body functions our body's weight is constantly fluctuating and one or two days is not going to make a dramatic difference to your body's weight. There is no unhealthy or healthy food. There's no good or bad food. There are foods that are more nutritionally dense and that's great. And there are foods that you love to include in your daily diet because they make you feel good. And there are foods that you like to avoid because maybe they don't make you feel very good. And that's just all internal, but it shouldn't be a societal pressure to like not eat certain foods. So what I would say is during Christmas, like don't let the build up to that one day be solely based around the food because it's so much more than that. It's the memories you're going to make. It's having fun and just enjoying the festive period in general and being with family and making, like I said, just making memories because that the food that you're going to eat is just, that's just fraction of the entire period and when we base so much pressure on that one day of it being perfect of like compensating up until that one day what is the point like you're you're not here in this planet for very long and I look back on a lot of my Christmases like over three years ago because I feel, feel like I haven't better since then but they were just miserable for me and for everybody else involved because I was so anxious about all the food there I didn't know how to fit it all in on this one day because I hadn't let myself eat anything during the 24 days before that point and I was saving everything for like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and I would eat and eat until the point of physical discomfort like I would you know how I was talking earlier about being doubled over in pain this would be the same thing I would be like incredibly bloated and unhappy and and I would also be stressing about what we were eating and whether my mum was going to cook the turkey and butter and stupid shit like that, which really doesn't matter because ultimately it didn't kill me. And I look back and I love the food. The food is, for me, it is one of the, the, the best parts, but it doesn't define the entire day. I enjoy being with my parents and my sister and having been with our family, like just listening to Christmas songs, having a good boogie, drinking together and reminiscing on the year and the year ahead because that's what it's all about really. Um, and what I find it is difficult for a lot of people, um, including myself sometimes, is when you hear comments like, oh, where are you going to put that all? Or, wow, you're having another mince pie? Or, gosh, haven't you eaten enough? Or, you're looking really healthy. And okay, these comments just... They're coming from a place of insecurity from the people who are saying them, number one. And when people are making comments about how you look and your body, especially if you're a bit underweight and you're insecure about that, that is coming from a place of love and affection and they want to make sure that you're doing okay. But even so, it's just irritating and invalid. So let's just stop commenting on everyone's appearance. And number two, they're just quite damaging. Like 
there's a lot of inference behind those kind of comments. I think people saying stuff like, oh, if I just looked at that mince pie, I'd gain 10 pounds. It's like, no, you friggin' wouldn't, Karen, so pipe down. So if you're someone that has a tendency to make those comments, understandable because it all comes from a place of diet culture and narratives that we grew up listening to so like the media etc but just be conscious of what you're saying to people especially who have a history of disordered eating because it can be quite harmful and quite damaging and on the flip side if you're someone who do who does find those comments triggering and quite unhelpful I would just say something along the lines of please can you refrain from making those comments appreciate that it's something on your mind and maybe you think you're being funny but I don't really find it very entertaining um and also you could just leave the table or leave the room find a safe space scream into a pillow and thirdly practice opposite actions so it might be quite inevitable that you're faced with those kind of comments either way it doesn't affect you pick up whatever you want to eat drink whatever beverage you were gonna have put it in your gob, chew, swallow, move on because it isn't the be-all and end-all and you want to enjoy yourself as much as everyone else is and you deserve to enjoy yourself and like I said anything you eat isn't going to destroy your gym progress, it's not going to make you gain a hundred pounds in one night, you're, you're going to be absolutely fine and if anything you're, you're just making new memories and you're also helping to rewire the thoughts around particular foods that make you feel anxious so what you're doing is you're strengthening and you're growing in your recovery another thing that we're surrounded a lot by is social engagements and some of those social engagements involve alcohol and drinking um, some people don't always enjoy drinking so don't be scared of having non-alcoholic drinks no one's going to judge you and if people do make you feel uncomfortable about it you know just shut them down and say this is my choice this is something that I'm doing for myself I'm not judging you by drinking alcohol so let me live my life um no one really cares what you're doing at the end of the day they're all just focused on themselves and if you do enjoy drinking alcohol just enjoy yourself like this is silly season and I say it all the time every year this comes we're drinking more we're eating more and it's kind of normal because everyone's in this like happy festive feeling and this mood so just allow yourself to let go a bit because we are so constrained by structure and routine sometimes it's actually quite nice to let go of that and just you know relish in the livelihood a little bit and not like not have to follow our strict patterns as much because sometimes when you come out of that it actually makes you more excited and more motivated to go back into those patterns and when it comes to exercise do it because you want to do it because you enjoy it if you're on a bulk use this as an opportunity to stuff yourself make those gains make those workouts count because literally this is just the perfect time for you to do that but don't compensate don't think I have to exclude these food groups or I've got to go for a three mile run to burn off these foods you don't have to do that and when you start thinking like that you fall back into a trap when you class certain foods as off limits it then makes you want them more so then on that one day that you start eating them you're cramming everything into one place but if you just allow yourself to and give yourself permission to eat 
all these foods across like the days coming up ahead like even on boxing day the 27th 28th whatever then actually you're in control and that will make your decision making so much easier for example i went to pret last week and got their festive boxing day toasty yum 10 out of 10 and now i'm not absolutely craving that one particular food and i will be able to just choose whatever i want on the day this period is just full of fun stuff and if you treat it more as fun rather than a chore or a threat to your existence you're gonna have just a happier more relaxed time and if these things are making you feel quite stressed and you don't want to go to social engagement engagements you don't have to you can put on a christmas film have a nice hot chocolate or a nice herbal tea read a book chill with your family call a friend you don't have to do all these things if they really are making you feel quite stressed and anxious But if you know that it's going to be good for you and you're looking forward to this period and you want to start making memories and you want to look back on the year and think, oh, that was such a fun day. I'm so glad I went out to the Christmas markets, to Winter Wonderland, even if I did spend my lung and liver on everything there. Do that because you want to look back through your photos and scroll through seeing a huge grin on your face not someone who is just miserable and is trying to count calories and is worried about everything they're eating because it's just it really just isn't worth it and like I said I just think about how much time I wasted on it like getting to Christmas and just putting so much pressure on this one day to be absolutely perfect and it just never lived up to that expectation either you know when you really think about it christmas is really just this one day and it's this one day just to have fun if you treat it like any other social engagement it doesn't need to be this intense day it can just be pretty average which is also fine and maybe this is the year that you start a new tradition maybe in the past you've been overwhelmed by social engagements all of the hype around food and alcohol and parties all that fun stuff so this year you could try something new like organize a board game evening or just go out to a christmas market or take yourself out for a walk and you know do something a bit more wholesome and that could make you feel a bit more excited for the day in general because again it is just an average day it's just a normal day you're just maybe opening some presents and chilling with family watching some christmas films and if you're someone who uses an app like my fitness pal to track your food maybe for christmas day and christmas eve just don't just don't look at food like a number look at it like energy and something fun and exciting just break the rules because you're the only person that's enforcing them or you know the eating disorder voice no one else is bothered by what you're doing they're going to have a cracking time and so should you you deserve that you deserve to have fun you deserve to you know join in and you know the worst part is watching everyone else stuffing their face or eating chocolate without a second thought and if you want to do that fucking go for it grab that heroes or the celebration box and just enjoy it because again you just don't want to look back on the day and regret anything my last point just going back to exercise quickly is that on the day you might not be moving as much and that's again totally normal but if you do want to go for a walk or you want to do some light yoga do it only because you want to not because you feel like you have to compensate or restrict because you're about to eat food or whatever 
just if you feel like you want to go and move because it makes you feel happy then absolutely crack on but if you don't it's not going to be the end of the world I personally on Christmas day I don't really do anything I'm the person in my family the only one who really really enjoys movement and exercise everyone else is quite happy just lounging around on the sofa all day so I'm probably not going to be doing anything and if that helps anyone out there who's thinking oh my god but what if someone's doing a hit workout or what if people are still going to the gym and all that stuff well that's them and they've chosen to do that but you don't have to do that and it is lit Something that I also liked to do when I was really, really deep in my eating disorder is kind of plan the day ahead so I kind of knew what to expect. This paused any sort of shock or like, you know, sudden surprises so that I knew what was happening during the day. Um, Not like an itinerary, but at least I had some awareness of what was going to be happening so I could kind of mentally prepare myself. Like if I knew that everyone was going to be having mince pies for breakfast or, you know, Christmas cake, then... I would allow myself to join in Um, and when I knew what time Christmas dinner would be I'd be like okay well if that's happening at this time then I'll have a snack in between that point so I don't get too hungry. Things like that I just think are really helpful because then you're mentally preparing for the the event and it just helps you build up that kind of motivation to really power through so that's something I would really really recommend. And just to sum everything up just try and shift the focus away from food, alcohol, exercise, body image, all of that stuff and try and really be present and live in the moment I know that sounds like super cliche and cringe but you're there to just have fun this is why you're on this planet so pull those Christmas crackers read out those cheesy jokes have a giggle play charades and all those board games distract yourself if need be and if there's someone that you can talk to who can help you navigate what you're feeling and your thoughts who can kind of sit down and say you know understand what you're feeling and I hear you then yeah speak to someone that you trust so that it helps helps you calm that anxiety and that stress and those really overwhelming thoughts because I know they're quite like difficult to control by yourself sometimes but I always found that speaking it out loud to people really helped me um, because what I was then doing was allowing the voice to kind of be silenced in a way just by sharing what was going on and it really helped deal with that kind of food guilt that I was having because really deep down there's another reason why these thoughts and feelings are flaring up so then once I shared it and people were like well there's really nothing to worry about at this point because I'm about to do the same and I'm also going to eat chocolate with you and we're in it together and it just kind of like you had a bit of an accountability buddy And that's something that, again, really helped me at the time. So I hope that also helps you. Also remember that any anxious feelings or thoughts that you're having will pass. Like at the time, they feel like the most debilitating things and they feel so real. But give it a few hours, give it a day and you'll get over it because you are so much stronger than you think. And you might be around people who are going to make throwaway comments like, oh, now I've got to go on a diet or a detox, must start the gym in the new year ignore 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 those comments don't serve you they are not relevant to you you are on your own path so don't compare what you want to do to someone else's just focus on yourself and make sure that you're prioritizing your own well-being because that's what's the most important thing at the end of the day you are the most constant thing in your life and what anyone else wants to do that's their business leave them to their business okay that is my final piece of advice Oh, all that talk about mince pies now makes me really crave them. So I'm going to go and bake some and I'm going to feel like a domestic goddess because I'm actually a pretty good baker. So 
If that isn't a sign for you to also grab your favourite Christmas food, do it because I'm right here with you and it's fun. Remember, focus on the fun. Focus on you wanting to recover, you wanting to get better and you wanting to move on with your life and create some fun memories. That's what it's really all about. I'm going to wrap up the episode here. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this was helpful. If you do know someone with an eating disorder and you want to show some support, then please send them this episode because I feel like it will be really, really relatable and hopefully there are some nuggets in there that will help them on the Christmas day and the period in general and the aftermath. And if you did enjoy this episode give it a five stars. Otherwise, I'm going to have a mental breakdown because I'm going to think that you're not enjoying the show and we don't really want that, do we? Mm, No, didn't think so. Anyway, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. (laughs) 